Hey, y'all. Welcome to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. (laughs) Today, I have a very special, special guest, and we will discuss running a business, good hair, and dating. We will also give advice to someone dealing with racism at school. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a PVAMU alumni. That stands for Prairie View A&M University, if you don't know. She's from Fort Worth. Texas and currently an entrepreneur and hairstylist living in Houston. She has slayed a couple of wigs for me, honey. Okay, not this one I got on. Okay, this is by Get Up and Go. <laughs> Come on, Get Up and Go. Okay, <laughs> but she definitely, oh, I love her wig so much. And she doesn't even live in my city and she slayed for me, y'all. Give it up for Lauren Huron. You know what, Lauren? I forgot to ask you how to say your last name. How do you pronounce it? Heron. Heron. I want to say it's like a bird. Is it a bird named a heron? Girl, I don't know. But yeah, it's heron. But you know what? If it is a bird, that's beautiful. You know, that's such a beautiful last I'm gonna name. I'm going to have to look it up just to be sure. In all of my 31 years, I haven't cared to look it up. But I'm, I'm going to look it up just to make sure. Yeah, look it up. Okay, Lauren Heron. She's my guest today. How you doing, Lauren? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. So you're in Houston. Uh, how I, I was talking to, um, we have a mutual friend, Jasmine, and I was talking to her and the hurricane pretty much missed you guys. Did you get any rain? You know, we live together, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we live together. But yeah, we got, we missed the hurricane. We got yeah. a little bit of rain for a couple of minutes, but that's about it. Yeah, it, it basically hit Louisiana. So, well, y'all, Jasmine has been on the podcast um, and Lauren and Jasmine are best friends. That's how I met Lauren. Yeah, we've been best friends 21 years now. That's crazy. How do you think you maintain a friendship for that long? Because the people that I was best friends with, even the person that I was best friends with in high school and middle school, we're not friends anymore. So how do you maintain that? I think just the type of personalities we have, we're very accepting. It's very non-judgmental. And we've both just grown. So we've just accepted each other for who we are. And we're pretty much kind of the same. We have like the same mindset. So we're pretty much... It was just very lucky that we met and we get to do life together because we get along so well. Yes. One thing I will say, ever since I've known you guys, just because I've known Jasmine for a while, I've known you for a while, you guys both have, you're so positive and you have self-esteem. And when you have those two things in combination, it allows you to continue to accept each other. So that's one thing I see in you guys. Right, 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 right. Because, yeah. you know, some some other friendships, they may get, like, jealous if, say you're, like, best friends, but they're hanging out with someone else. Like, and we accepted that we had two different lives at a certain point because I was in Houston for a long time and she was back in Dallas, but now we're here. So it's just, it's really just all about acceptance and not just letting each other live their best life. Exactly, exactly. Well, y'all, follow Lauren on her Instagram. I have her uh, hair Instagram here, crowned by King Low with a K. So it's K R O W N E D by King Low, K I N G L O. Lauren, do you want to call out your personal Instagram or not really? We can. Okay, we call it out. King Low at I M K I N G L O. You'll just see me on there being cute. That's not really for business purposes. I'm just cute on there. Period. <laughs> she is. Period. If you're watching this on my YouTube, Lauren has lime green hair right now. So make sure to go to her Instagram so you can see this lime green bob. It's, it's so cute. Pop 
things happen. <laughs> Y'all, okay, well, we always start the podcast with the quote of the day. Um, and you know this quote, Lauren, because you picked it. And it is, hate is too great a burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated by Coretta Scott King. What does this quote mean to you? Why'd you choose it? I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of self-explanatory, but it just resonated with me because I'm a person who minds my business majority of the time. Okay. Um, and, you know, just even with certain things like envy and jealousy, whenever you're watching someone and you're envious of them or jealous and you wish that you had what they had, you're taking focus off of what you could be doing to get where you want to be. Um, I feel like it's important for everyone to follow their own path and, you know, tunnel vision, stay in your lane, mind your business, because the grass is always greener where you water it. Yeah. Well, you being an entrepreneur and a hairstylist, you know, hairstyling is such a competitive industry. Like we've we've seen Nicki Minaj's hairstylist go back and forth, you know. So, yes. How do you continue to look at people who are successful and on that level and stay inspired and not wish that you had what they had though? Well, I mean, I do wish that I had some of the things that they had in some uh, forms, but I'm always happy for people. Um, Just as long as I've been an entrepreneur, I've understood um, just not hating on anyone else, being happy for one person, cheering the next person on because your time is coming. You know, you have to just understand time. You have to understand your path and what's meant for you will be for you. So, I mean, it's crazy that I have this mindset because I didn't have to put in a whole lot of work to get to it. I just kind of grew into it. It just kind of came natural. Um, but I've had a good support system all the time. Um, my surroundings are always positive. So I'm just very particular when it comes to that, just to keep my head on straight. One thing. Okay, y'all. So I, (laughs) I try not to blend my uh, little segments too much. So, you know, I ask random questions on this podcast and Lauren, you're always calm, cool, and collected, you know, and this is kind of, I, I wanted to ask you this because you always are very chill, but this kind of is in relation to what you were just talking about. You said you keep your circle positive, you know, when you encounter somebody who's not positive, how do you move away or what do you do? You know, a lot of people want to say a lot of people say I want to keep my circle positive I want to keep people around me positive but they keep interacting or encountering negative energy like how do you maneuver around that well it's kind of something that you can't just maneuver around so my circle is small and it's tight and I don't do a whole lot of extras so if you follow me you know I'm not really on the scene as much I'm very focused on building my my business um I hang out with some friends when it's time to relax or I'll take trips and stuff like that but it's very tight now there are times where I do encounter issues but I always take them as like learning lessons or I'm being tested to see if I'm going to stay positive or if I'm going to act like I'm from Fort Wire for real like (laughs) (laughs) so I, I always look at it that way like it's gonna it's going to be a learning lesson. Like, it's like when, you, when you're when you in practice and then you finally go to the game. It's oh, like, yeah. Now, okay, now we're in the game. Let me make sure I'm acting how I want to be resent, presented. You know, in yeah. the world. So. That is such a good analogy. I love that. It's practice for when you're in the game. And when you encounter those people, that's the game. Exactly. 
I love that. Well, you know, how do you stay so chill? Like, when do you ever get mad? So I do get mad, but I have always just had a very mild tempered personality. I don't know. It it takes a it takes a lot to piss me off, but also not a lot will bother me. You have to like yeah. I always think like is this going to matter? And I know it sounds cliche because we hear this stuff all the time, but this is like really my life. Is this going to matter in a little bit? Like exactly. you pissing me off right now. Is it worth us fighting and me going to jail like no I gotta go to work tomorrow because I'm building a business so I always weigh out you know what I have to lose or if it's really gonna matter in a little while yeah and I always tell people work on what you have to lose because if you don't have nothing to lose that's a problem and some people are out here with nothing to lose you have to be careful with them people (laughs) that part (laughs) (laughs) like okay well I got stuff to lose so I'm going to remove myself so you went to Prairie View A&M wasn't your major business it was it was business management yes (laughs) from the start to the finish like I never changed my major or anything I kind of had my mind made up before I even went to school because um I got my license when I graduated high school yeah so I really didn't have to go to college but I wanted to go just so that I could learn more about business Okay. Do you think that 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 college really helped you learn that? Um, it did help me learn some things. I can't remember everything. Mm-hmm. College more so kept me disciplined. Okay. But I think I learned more about business after college when I was actually in the salon working in the business part of the salon. That's really good advice too for people who, you know, a lot of people now are con- not considering not going to college and they want to know what did you major in? Did it help you? So, um, and I know a lot of people that didn't go to college. So I'm not saying that college, like you need some, some professions do need college. Yes. But all of them do not. Exactly. That's what I say. What's the most difficult thing about running your own business? And just keep in mind, Lauren is, I know she looks very young. Okay. <laughs> and and we are young, but she's been doing this. How long you been a hairstylist or how long have you had your own business? I've technically had my own business, my own personal business for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, I was working at a salon, but I had moved up within three years. I had moved up to being a co-owner of a location. Okay. I was, um, I had my own, I was running my own little salon for almost two years. So, you know, that's five years plus. So what's the most difficult thing? I wouldn't say there's anything really difficult, but me personally, I'm not really um, the accounting type person. Mm. So I like, I'm cool with everything else, but when it comes to like the bookkeeping and all that stuff, that's something that I would outsource for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm more of um, when it comes to my business, I'm more of the artist, the creative, the visionary type. So the accounting and the bookkeeping, that's something I would outsource for. Oh, but some people are very good at that. And, and I won't say that it's really hard. Once you learn all of the aspects that it takes to run a business um, and, you know, and if you can do all of them, then you'll be successful. Right, right. Okay. And if you can't, you outsource for it so that you'll be successful. <laughs> that part. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, one, this is actually a random question, but it actually came from my Instagram. I thought it was perfect to ask you. Um, did the term good hair alter your self-esteem growing up or even 
now? I'm going to say maybe when I was younger, but as I got older and I'm working with all these different textures, because I've been literally doing people's hair since high school. So I've, I've seen so many different textures. When you say good, the opposite is bad. So there has to be something bad, right? So I'm not going to say that there's good hair and bad hair. We all have different textures of hair as we're supposed to. We're supposed to be unique. So I wouldn't say that there's good hair and bad hair. There are just different textures and you have to learn to work with each one. Yeah, yeah. But when I was younger, um, I want to say it just stems down from generations. So if, if someone doesn't know how to work with their child's hair, when you're looking at that, you're like, okay, they, they probably got bad hair, but it's not really bad hair. We just don't know how to work with it. Yeah. That's where my mind is with it. I think for me too, I, I feel like it did affect my self-esteem growing up because I have a kinkier hair texture and I think it, it affected my self-esteem because, you know, my friends growing up had a different hair texture than I had. And those are just like when you see pictures on like the internet and stuff, they don't, they didn't glorify kinky curly hair. Yeah. We were growing up. So, yeah. And also one thing that people don't think about, and there's nothing you can do to prevent this, but my mom had a different hair texture than I had. Really? So my mom, she has a different hair texture than me, but I also, well, now that I'm, I've been natural this go around for a couple of years, mm-hmm. I personally have three different textures in my head on one head. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's really kinky up top. And then it's, it's like a mixture in the middle and it's really loose in the back. That's how mine is. It's a uh, girl. It's so kinky at the top in the front. I'm like, can we switch the back in the front? Just switch. Yeah. A little easier. <laughs> I think it was rough, you know, seeing my mom grow up and she had this like big, like wavy, long hair. And I was just like, rah, rah. I was like, girl. And she didn't know what to do. Like right. my, my mom gave my sister a jerry curl. My sister begged my mom for a jerry curl. Really? Yeah. And my mom let her do it and her hair fell out. I mean, it's harsh. It's and if harsh. you're not a professional, you can mess it up. <laughs> Girl. See, my thing was I, I have really fine hair, so sometimes it can look thin, and then my mom had thick hair, so oh. I'm just like, why? I want thick hair. Yeah. And then now that I'm a stylist, once I'm dealing with people who have thick hair, they're like, girl, you do not girl. Want thick hair. <laughs> you better enjoy your curls. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, my last random question was, uh, or my last random question is, what's your what was your favorite and least favorite thing about going to an HBCU? I mean, I'm going to answer this question, but I came from a predominantly white high school. Okay. And I went to an HBCU. My favorite thing was probably the family atmosphere because mm-hmm. we're all kind of far away from home. So we all kind of just become a family at Prairie View. Even when like we go back to the homecomings, it's like a family reunion. Yeah. Um, what was my least favorite thing? This isn't anything in particular to an HBCU, but it wasn't until I was in, in college where I realized like this is the end of schooling for me. Like, I'm tired of school. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how school was fun in middle school and, like, high school, but it just was not fun. The schooling aspect of it was just not fun for for me in college. Yeah. I never liked school, girl. But 
I, I was like, yeah, I, since I have a choice now, I, I'll never, I'll never go back to school probably. Yeah. Maybe like take some classes on my own time in with certain subjects that I want to learn about, but school, yeah. no. Yeah. That's how I feel. I hate school, girl. I yeah. hate, yes. And I had a lot of friends who hated school like before, mm-hmm. but I, I always liked school. Wow. Up until high school, I, I barely missed days. Like I was just always at school. I loved yeah. school. I, I'm super extroverted, so I loved all the social aspects of school, but reading, learning, sitting down, have somebody telling me stuff all for like a whole hour at a time, and then I have to walk to the next hour for you to tell me something else, child. I hated that. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about some trending topics, including what's actually going to all be about dating, honey. Uh, The Shade Room asked if $28 is enough to take someone on a date. So we'll see what Lauren thinks when we come back. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and I'm here with Crowned by King Lowe, entrepreneur and hairstyle currently living in Houston. I just want to let everybody know you do not have to be in Houston to hire Lauren for any type of wigs that you want ordered, honey. So go to her Instagram, K-R-O-W-N-E-D by King Lowe. That's K-I-N-G-L-O. So you can check out her work. It's amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about trending topics right now. Um, The Shade Room asked if $28 is enough to take someone on a date. Do you think that that's enough? So, okay. So is this asking um, for a man to take a woman on a date? $28 would be enough. (laughs) Whatever, whatever sex you date, you know, a woman for a woman, a man for a man, a woman, a man to take a woman on a date in your current situation, because yeah. So personally, if she likes you, $28 would be enough. If she likes you, if she don't like you, then you may have to spend some more money. But I really think, I really suggest that guys date women that like them. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them shoot for the stars. Like, and I'm not, you know, be confident, but if, if you're dating someone that likes you, you don't have to break the bank. $28 can buy a whole meal. Y'all can have like a nice romantic picnic by the lake. Like yep. it don't even take a lot. Yeah. $28 is enough. $28. Okay. I said it was enough too in my head. Yeah. A, a, a lot of the comments was like, oh, if we don't need gas, if we, y'all forget about all the extras gas. Why are we talking about gas? But Lauren made such a good point. People don't, this is for, this is for men and women. First of all, stop dating people you don't like. Right. And that don't like you. Period. (laughs) A lot of people shoot their shot at you, I assume, Lauren. So, you know, what, what are your standards? You know, what are you looking for? What are my standards? Um, I like someone who's business minded like me. Um, who's low key. I I don't really like the flashy and, you know, um, trying to go viral on social media. Like, I don't <laughs> like all of that. 
Yes. I like someone who's about their business, someone who's lucky, someone who's very intelligent that can teach me things. If you can't really teach me nothing, then I don't know what to tell you. That part. Yeah. Hmm. So someone who can see, it's not really all about looks and money and stuff to me. If you, if we can have meaningful conversations and you can teach me something and I feel like I can trust you to lead me in the right direction in life, um, in business, then that's probably for me. Yeah. And $28 is enough if, (laughs) if she like you, period. You can get flowers and dessert. That can be a cute little date. To the park. It don't take a lot. (laughs) If she likes you. I might name that the title of this episode. It don't take a lot if she likes you. (laughs) I am... I'm doing married at first sight reaction videos on my YouTube and you know there yeah there are different couples on there. I you know you can just tell when when there's one there's a black girl Karen with a guy Miles and I said if Karen liked this guy, she would be so happy with whatever he did or he said. She just doesn't like him. So that's so important and people that's the number one thing people forget. You have to like really like someone, like their personality, like Okay, well, I have another question for you uh, around dating. I've seen women on TikTok give up the idea of being married with kids, being married in general. They say it's all a scheme (laughs) that society has created to make women feel less worthy. Do you think getting married and or having kids is an outdated standard for women? (laughs) This is an interesting question. Um... So commenting on what they said, I don't think it's a scheme. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that different things make women happy. I think it was just more common back then because there were fewer opportunities for us. Now that Mm. there's more opportunities for us, there are different things that can make us happy. And sometimes having a kid is not what's going to make a woman happy. Like we're not, we ain't trying to force it now. Like, we can have very full, meaningful lives without having a husband and kids now. So it's not like we have to do it. Full life and a home. and That's what it is, period. You know, that's what it is. What do you think about having kids, especially in the world that we live in? You know, we're Black women. We see everything that's going on in the world. We see our president. We see people getting killed. We see you know, racism, prejudice, prejudice, and all of that. How do you feel about having kids? Does it scare you? Does it make you nervous? It does scare me. It does make me a little nervous. I still feel like I want to have that experience. I want to have the the experience of pregnancy, childbirth, and being a mother, but it does, it it is scary because once they're out of your body, anything can happen. Like, yeah. And we're witnessing anything can happen. It the stuff that's been happening lately is like our wildest dreams. Like, yeah. stuff. like we would have never imagined. We couldn't have wrote it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. In in twenty twenty. Right. Just in, even just in twenty twenty. Yeah. You know. Crazy. So. But it it does scare me, especially to bring um, another child into this world that doesn't necessarily favor them. Yeah. All right, y'all, well, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back. We're going to step into the Keep It Real corner and we're going to give advice to someone dealing with racism at school. So we'll be right back.
Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. We're still here with Lauren, our wonderful guest, of course. Um, and now we're in the Keep It Real Corner. So this question actually came from somebody on my Instagram. I actually didn't look at their profile to see if they were young or, you know, how old they were. Uh, but the question is, I'm dealing with, ra- well, I assume they're young, but <laughs> I'm dealing with racism in school and the principals and teachers don't help. What is your advice for me? Mm, that's a tough one. The only thing I can think of is the mindset that I have. So especially when I'm talking to someone younger, I, I would have to like really, really break it down. But you have to understand where this racist person is coming from. Like, they have been groomed into this no because no one's born racist um so they were groomed into this they don't know any better I really just feel sorry for racist people Mm. like there's not and I think that's just how how we have to go about it like we have to pray for these people Mm. they're they're not they're not understanding what they're doing yeah just they've just been groomed they don't like what is your reasoning right it doesn't make sense. You're going off of history is because if that's it, I mean, like do a little more, like come, come at me with a little more. Yeah. Um, when it, so when it comes to children, I really don't know. Like, I just feel very sad for them. What do you say to people who, um, cause I made a post about the U S flag um, and a lot of people said, well, if, if, if seeing the U.S. flag makes you nervous, then that's how I feel when I see Black Lives Matter. And a lot of times people attribute racism, their racism, to crime and Black people being dangerous, you know, or... Right. We don't have any history of being dangerous. So that's why I'm saying, like, you have to come, like, you have to come at me with a little more. mm like, cause mm. you, you don't sound that smart right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. And then people being nervous about Black Lives Matter, like it's not the KKK. Right. We're not, we're not going out to kill people. Like we want justice. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally just wanting justice. Yeah. We want the people to be locked up that are wrongly killing Black people. So being nervous for Black Lives Matter doesn't even make sense to me. No sense, actually. Um, you'd be surprised, Lauren. When I, I, I comment, you know, I replied to some of the comments on that particular post. And people were like, well, they're burning down neighborhoods. Girl, was your neighborhood burned down? What neighborhoods were burned down? And realistically, I mean, we've, we've, seen, some, we've seen receipts. Black people aren't going out burning buildings down. They're, they're, they're planting people in there. That, that don't even look like us. Exactly. Because why, why are we burning buildings down? And actually, racists have a history of burning buildings down and neighborhoods and towns. So I don't know why we even bringing that up as a... As a uh... You see what I mean? Like, you have to come at me with more. Yes. Sense. Like, you're, you're not even making sense. Yes. As a student, though, I can imagine how it would be so difficult to, to combat that, you know? Um... If it's really bad, I would, you know, talk to your parents about it, you know? Right. See what you can do about, you know. I mean, unless they're putting their hands on them, then that's a whole different issue. Yeah. If you fear for your life at school because of racism and, you know, everything that's going on right now, maybe you could consider changing schools. And hopefully it's better right now because, you know, of COVID and every. hopefully you're at home going to school virtually. Right. So... 
Hope that was helpful. Um, if you still looking for some more advice, feel free to DM me. I don't know how I can help, but child, uh, <laughs> we might be able to talk about Have you it. ever had to deal with any situations like that lately? Um, racism lately? Not really. I was at the park with my dog a couple of weeks ago and there was a lady who was to me ethnically ambiguous. She's just, I was with my dog literally in the park lawn, just chilling, chilling, sitting there. I was goddamn meditating. I was talking to my mama even. And she walks by and she just stops and looks at me. Just stares at me. And at first I thought she was looking at my dog. Like, oh, she he cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just keeps looking at me. And then I noticed that she's not looking at me in a friendly way. So I shrug my shoulders like, what's up? And then she shrugs her shoulders. And I say, I told my mama, <laughs> if I have to get up, it's going to be a problem. If I have to stand up, it's going to be a problem. And I, I looked at and. I, What's up? You know, because and then she, you're going like you're going out of your way. Yeah, and you're agitating me. You know, and then she ended up like shrugging her shoulders again, and then she just ended up walking off really slowly. My mom was like, "Get out of the park, you know, pack up your stuff and go home. You've been there an hour, or whatever." I was like, "I don't have to go home because she, right. I'm not scared." Have you dealt with any racism recently? No, I haven't. Um, I don't know if it's just the areas that I'm that I frequent um but I'm also not out much people some people have tried to like overdo it just to be friendly just <laughs> hey I'm not racist <laughs> like okay girl <laughs> have you had anybody in your dms apologize to you I have it was closer to the beginning of the year um I went to Tulum for my 30th birthday me and my friends and we met a family out there which they are from Canada mm-hmm. and he reached out to me and my friends back um like in early covid <laughs> um and he was just like you know <clears throat> I feel for what what you guys are going through for, at this time and if you want to get away you're more than welcome to come out to my house and da, da, da. like he has um he has a couple of daughters. They're younger than us. They're like in high school. Yeah. Um, but they were just really nice. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if, you're, if you ever want to come out to Canada, you know, because it's not like that out here. <laughs> wow. I wonder if it's really not like that in Canada. Right. Because, I mean, how would you know? <laughs> if he's white, how would he really know? You know, I mean, he it might not be um, what he or who he surrounds himself with. Right. But he doesn't know the experience there. So I do wonder. Hmm. Well, Lauren, what do you have coming up? What are you working on right now? What's next? I guess you can say in regards to my business, I'm just kind of rebranding because I've been behind the chair for a long time now. It's been a lot of years. (laughs) I'm just thinking of the best way to navigate to the next phase of my business and how I want to run it for the next couple of years without overworking myself. (laughs) Trying to work smarter, not harder. Right. Well, I feel you on that. Um, Besides your, okay, if you're watching on YouTube, you see Lauren is wearing her own merch. So (laughs) check out her website, crownedbykinglow.com, right? Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening on right now. And if you loved Colored Couch Conversations, make sure to tell someone about the show, okay? Do not be selfish. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at Colored Couch Conversations, or you can watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. And thanks to Lauren for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye.